the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No soup for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back. Because we love Seinfeld, you love Seinfeld. What's the deal with Seinfeld? I'm Adam. Yeah, I'm Corey. And today we are giving you season six, episode 12, The Label Maker. Uh, it first aired January 19th, 1995. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis? You know I can, baby. The Label Maker. Elaine and Jerry discover that Tim Watley re-gifted a label maker. Kramer and Newman engage in a ferocious game of risk. George feels threatened by his girlfriend's male roommate. Everybody's got Super Bowl fever, and Jerry's sickened by who ultimately joins him at the game. It is a jam-packed episode. It is very much so. All right. And per usual, we're going to start us off with a stand-up, this one on sports fans. <laughs> this one is so, I is one of the ones that I've always liked, but yeah. you know I'm not a big sports guy, and I know you are much more of a sports mm. guy than I am. So mm. I, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on this after I go through it. Uh, loyalty to any one sports team is pretty hard to justify. Because the players are always changing, the team can move to another city. You're actually rooting for the clothes when you get right down to it. You know what I mean? You're standing and cheering and yelling for, for your clothes to beat the clothes from another city. Fans will be so in love with a player, but if he goes to another team, they boo him. This is still the same human being in a different shirt. They hate him now. Boo! Different shirt. Boo! <laughs> and as somebody who, you know, is more, was never a big sports guy, probably like Jerry growing up, I found this to be very funny. I actually quite like it as well. I mean, I am a sports fan, um, but the way he breaks it down, it's just, it is so, it's so comical because it's like, yeah, that's how it goes. I mean, people get so tied into their city and their team, but guess what? The, the people who are like, you know, who are actually working those sports, it's just a fucking job for them. And they get traded and shit like that. And it's like they don't become family or any of that kind of stuff. They're just doing their damn job and they get moved around. And, yeah, you're rooting for a goddamn shirt. It's funny, though. I mean, I like I'm still I still love sports and I always will. Yeah. But it's just, it is a it's a funny interpretation of, of being a sports fan. And, and, you know, this is, of course, Jerry Seinfeld's observations, honestly, yeah. like at his finest. This is this mm. is the stuff we like where we're like you look at things and you spin it on its side. and You're like, oh, OK, that's an interesting way to look at it, even though you're still coming to the same conclusion. So good job, Jerry. It was definitely one of the better ones. Yep. Agreed. All right. So Jerry and George are getting a hot dog uh, to start us off. Kind of strange. They could have done this conversation really anywhere, but they're doing it out at a hot dog stand. Um, Jerry's got Super Bowl tickets, but he can't go because of the Drake. I hate the Drake. I hate the Drake. God damn it. <laughs> he scheduled his damn wedding on the Super Bowl. What a so moron. Stupid. I would skip. If I had free tickets to the Super Bowl, I'm sorry. I'm skipping. Corey, I'd skip your wedding if I had free tickets to the Super Bowl. I, I mean, I wouldn't schedule my, my wedding on the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's madness. That is madness. Yes. 
Uh, George won't take them because he's actually pretty practical right here um, because he'll have to do the travel. He'd have to get a hotel. It's all too expensive, which is dead true. But I would, you know, you think George maybe take them and sell them. Now, selling Super Bowl tickets is pretty fucking easy, you would think. Now, granted, the Super Bowl is in Miami and they live in New York, so that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, and, and I totally got George's point of view. If only it was George from, like, a previous season, you know, just one season ago oh, yeah. when he's not working for the Yankees. I'm sure he has the expendable income now to do it. Or, but you know what? His mindset is still probably that of, you know, how he used to be, and he's still a little bit more mm. frugal because he never was able to travel like that. But, yeah, I, I saw George's George's point of view on that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, George is always going to be cheap. He's always going to be George. Yeah. So, uh, they end up seeing Tim Watley on the street. Uh, they're kind of over the whole party crashing thing. I like how he <laughs> Jerry's like, oh, I blamed you, George. <laughs> and even Tim Watley kind of gives him like a mean side eye at one point. Yeah, so. yeah, he did. But it was good. And, then, and that's just, that's the great shit that we love. Where just yep. Jerry's like, yeah, man, I threw you under the bus. It's okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, I was having this conversation with my wife while we were watching the episode. And we were just like, damn, Brian Cranston has been in some good shit. So it's like, you know, he's not a major player here, but he's a side character uh, on Seinfeld, obviously the main guy on Breaking Bad, and uh, a main character on Malcolm in the Middle. And I would say two of those three are arguably the absolute best in their fields. So like right. when you come to sitcom comedy, Seinfeld is at least in the discussion for best of all time. And if you're talking like, um, hour-long drama, Breaking Bad, absolutely in the discussion for the best of all time. Yeah. Um, and Malcolm in the Middle, you know, is a great one. Hell, that lasted like 150, 160 episodes, something like that, maybe more. I don't remember. Um, and it, so it was a huge show. Like, the guy just, the guy makes good fucking decisions. No, he, he does. He must have a great fucking agent. Uh, and then he's doing movies, too. I mean, he has mm -hmm. easily transitioned from TV to movies, back to TV. It seems like no one cares like what, what, like what format Brian Cranston's doing. We just want more Brian Cranston. I mean, that's an old-school mentality, though. That was yeah. a thing that if you were a TV actor, you were a TV actor, you stayed in your realm, and movie actors could only act in movie things. But now, great content is everywhere. So you see that jump all over the place. And you know it's funny you mentioned Malcolm in the Middle, and I yeah I think that was on for like seven or eight seasons or something, and I never watched it religiously, but I I enjoyed it, and it's still a show that people mention. Um, but Myra yeah. and I are kind of going back and rewatching. Uh, we're almost done with Brooklyn. We kind of like our fall asleep show is um, uh, Just Shoot Me. Remember with David Spade? Oh yeah, of course, dude. That's and the, the, the guy who just passed away recently, yeah, the, the uh, older the, gentleman. The grandfather from uh, yes. Goldberg's. Yeah, yeah. Goldberg, that's, that's what I remember because I've and, watched the shit out of Goldberg's. And so, like, both Meyer and I, we, we kind of, like, were just scrolling through Hulu, and we were like, oh, yeah, this show. We were like, oh, we both used to like this show. And I checked, I was like, Jesus Christ, this show was on for, like, seven seasons, too, and mm. no one talks about it. Like, it's just, yeah. it has zero, like, cultural, pop culture impact at the moment. But I'm like, some of these shows, man, are, were on for a while, dude. Oh, yeah. Definitely some of these ones that just don't get the love. I, I want to throw out News Radio is one that never gets enough love, in my yeah. opinion. But it is a hell of a show that probably lasted six seasons. Uh, I see 97 episodes. So maybe that's like five seasons. Yeah, five seasons. Uh, we were watching, um, uh, wife and I were watching, we were watching Brooklyn. And mm -hmm. uh, the guy who plays Boy Doyle, Boyle. Boyle. Sorry, Boyle's, yeah. um, Doyle is always sunny. Yeah. Uh, Boyle's uh, father is Stephen Root. Yeah. And she was just like, where do I know him from? And I was like, he's been in so many things he's everything i don't 
I love Stephen Root. And yeah, me I've too. I've gotten on a weird tangent. Let's get back to Seinfeld. How about that? <laughs> well, I just wanted to follow up one last time with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Dudes, I think it was like, I think we're on season six where they're at the um, the Peralta. They just got married and they're mm. at, but the the captain, you know, and so, and so he kind of meets them at their honeymoon. And I have that shirt, the pineapple slut one. It's, uh, yes. <laughs> I you, love you, okay, I remember... Before I even knew what the hell it was, I was we were doing it like a podcast, yes. me and John with I, you, and you're wearing the pineapple slut podcast uh, yeah. uh, 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 shirt, and I was like, Corey, what the fuck is that? And you're like, it's from Brooklyn, and I'm like, what? I, because I hadn't watched Brooklyn at all at that point, yeah. but now. I know it, and I love that. <laughs> I know. God, it's so good. And it's the fact that Holt wears it. And then Peralta's yep. like, wait, is it? are you calling the pineapple a slut, or are they a slut? I love how he's clearly the pineapple's the slut. Yes. <laughs> I love Holt. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorite characters of the last of. 10 plus years. Easily. Yeah, and, and him and Peralta together is just perfect. I, I love the whole dad thing that's going on. You know, and my dad Would you captain. say it's gold? Jerry, it's, it's fucking gold. It's gold. All right, let's let's reel this in, okay? <laughs> we haven't talked in like three weeks. <laughs> it has been a while because I've moved. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So um, Jerry gives the tickets to Tim Watley, and he offers a funny, quick little thing. He offers him, "Hey, let me take you out to dinner. Let me take you to Mendy's." Ah ha ha! He shoots that down very quickly. But you know, he's not he's not uh, Kenny Banya. He would have actually done like a real a real what dinner. He would have, um, but but of course but it was funny. a fun fun callback. Yes. Yeah, yes, it was at the apartment. Um, we got to just like a little bit later. Apparently, Tim gave him a label maker uh, as a thank you gift, and Jerry seems sincerely appreciative of it, which is nice because honestly, he didn't need to give him a thank you anything because he offered the dinner, and Jerry shot that down. So, but yeah, sure, cool, sends yeah. him the label maker. Uh, Kramer comes in uh, with a big ass board of risk, <laughs> and uh, which is. Weird as it is, but also in comes Newman, and we get a good classic "Hello, Newman." <laughs> I love it, so. and I I, I had t- totally forgotten that this was the Risk episode. Yeah. So, oh boy, I'm at this point, my ears are completely perked up because I love this episode. Uh huh. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we'll see my thoughts a little bit later. I was gonna say, well, or I think I love this episode <laughs> going into it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yep, that's that's called a tease, everybody. He's trying to give y'all a tease, but it's, and knowing Corey, no, he's, nah. he loves it. <laughs> I can't hide his feelings. All right, so yeah, of course they've been playing, um, but they're busy and they need to take the board to a neutral place, uh, somewhere where they wouldn't fuck with it and wouldn't cheat, and like Switzerland. And Jerry gives a haha, cute little. I don't want to be Switzerland, just like I don't want to be a pirate. I don't want to be a cowboy, et cetera, et cetera. Ha, ha, ha. Um, But he agrees. So just one of the little running gags that I kind of forgot was used this often. Yeah. Me, yep, me too. Yep, I I agree with you, and uh, I don't hate it. I don't hate it yet, I should say. Yeah, it's even used again next episode. Everybody knows we do these back-to-back, and they kind of do a play on this one next episode too, which is kind of strange. So. Uh, all right, so Elaine comes in and says, uh, oh, you know, hey, this label maker, I got the same kind of one for Tim Watley for Christmas. And they kind of come to the conclusion that there's a possibility, well, like, that he's a re-gifter. Um, you know, I, that, I feel like that's one of the classic point-and-name-people things. Yeah, and 
I think that this is was a big one from Seinfeld that people still use. Mm. I and I, I could be wrong. I, I'm sure someone said it before Seinfeld, but I feel like Seinfeld made this term very yeah. popular to the point where it's it's such a part of the zeitgeist. You could say it now, and people yeah. wouldn't even like probably know it was from Seinfeld, but they would get it. They'd be okay, yeah, you know. Oh, it's a, a legit thing, exactly. I mean, you get a gift and you don't like it, you'll talk to your significant other or or just think like, okay, yeah, I can just regift this. I'm not interested in keeping it. Like regift gift is a complete thing right but but then calling someone a regifter well, yes. is something yes. that's seinfeld centric you know sure fair yeah. enough fair enough all right um i do uh, jerry has a, a a stupid idea here that um if you what i yeah i wanted to call it he says no 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 uh they, they go over how tim watley talked when they um when he got the label maker and he said oh a label maker interesting something like that uh, and Jerry's like, oh, if you repeat the name, oh, then you obviously don't like it, which I thought was a weird thing. It's just him reaching because uh, I'm like, dude, I can tell you if I get a gift of, of whatever, like my wife got me, for example, a signed hockey jersey one time. I'm like, holy shit, a signed jersey from Hextall? Yeah. I repeated it and I fucking loved it. Or kids saying, oh, my God, it's a puppy. Or is that a puppy or whatever the hell? Like, I don't know. I, it, was, it just had a little irk, ir- irk thing on me. And, and I'm with you, and I think that it was more probably to do with his tone. Um, but, yeah, it, you know what it felt like? It felt like it was something very specific to this writer of this episode, that that was something that they personally believed, and they're kind of shoving that theory down our throats, basically. Uh, yeah, yep, I agree. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week, we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. And now, back to the show. All right, uh, George goes over to his girlfriend's place for the first time. Um, oh, my God, he's loving it. She's got some good stuff. She's got a velvet couch. Velvet. <laughs> what is that, velvet? Uh, sorry. That's, that's from uh, Coming to America, not Seinfeld. But uh, that's all I can think about when I think of velvet. 
So, I, any, anytime I hear velvet, I always think I would drape myself in velvet uh, if it was socially acceptable. <laughs> True. Uh, so, yeah. Um, he also finds out that she has a roommate, a male roommate, and she's a female. The guy actually looks a lot like him. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. And, and she hadn't mentioned it before. So now George is really freaking out, really insecure about it. And as per usual, she is like in a different category of hotness from those two guys right there. Without without question. <laughs> without it's, question. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Why does this happen? <laughs> well, you know what? We say what has happened and then we look at our, our lives and Yeah, no. We've I, said we, that before. So we have very beautiful wives and we are uh yeah. Not the the, the lookers. No, yeah. We're kind of the George. We're both the George hideousness of our group. We, but maybe, but maybe because we got them, maybe we have the Kavorka. Just a maybe little bit. Maybe we do. Maybe we yeah, do. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, at Monk's, uh, George is obviously freaking out about it, talking about the whole situation, uh, worried that this guy is going to steal her because he's working from the inside, which in my opinion is a bit ridiculous. She has this roommate. She's obviously already had him for a while and she's interested in you, George. Shut the fuck up and just enjoy that this hot lady is interested in you. George made a great point. He goes, how do they get animals to mate in, in captivity? You just put them in the same room together. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. This entire conversation back and forth between George and Jerry, I fucking loved it. I thought it was fire. I thought the uh, the convo was great. But I was totally distracted by this redhead, older redheaded lady sitting in the booth behind Jerry and she's staring at Jerry and George laughing. And I was like, is she is she talking to somebody? And then the camera shifts, like they, they do a different camera angle. No one else is there. So the, the the extra lady was just staring at them and like laughing. And and it was like, I was like, what is going on? I didn't notice that at all. I, I will have to go back and check it. I didn't want to notice it. And then I couldn't not look at her face, you know? So, but otherwise I fucking, I loved the conversation here. I loved everything that they were kind of like, yes, what George was saying was insane, but I loved how he was doing it and what the dialogue was and everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Kramer comes to monks and he's all worried that Newman's trying to get some keys uh, so he can break in and cheat on his game. He's very, you know, worried about that. Um, he also mentions, tells Jerry that the Drake's wedding is off because the Drake finally realized it's on the Super Bowl, uh, which of course Jerry's guy. God damn it! I just gave away those tickets. So was is that? I mean, is this the Drake's second? You know, like it's not the same lady, oh, yeah. I would imagine, right? Well, wait, because were they? Was the the, the, the the first one was an engagement party, wasn't it? Yeah, because it was the TV. They bought him the TV. Yeah. So, so and that, then, that's for the engagement. So this has got to be the same lady. Okay, so this is the same, same, this now the, the wedding. Okay, gotcha. Oh, I would think so. But then but. they broke up, though, remember? And then they had to keep the TV. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that was like the whole plot point. And then they, they wanted to get the TV back because they broke huh. up and yada, yada, yada. So I, th I think the Drake is just bad at, at love. I think he's bad at love. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Drake, he's, man. Fucking hate the Drake. I hate the Drake. All right. Uh, at the apartment, George wants Jerry to ask for the tickets back to de-gift them, um, you know, because if, if uh, Watley can re-gift, then he should be able to de-gift. So Jerry calls Tim, but Tim's already made plans. And I think that's fully within Tim's powers. He's already, you know, um, well, I, I think Jerry's a bit of a douche for asking this. Well, and 
Jerry didn't want to ask. George was a bit more mm-hmm. adamant about it. And and I do like that Jerry didn't persist. Like, once Watley told him, Jerry's like, okay, I understand. But I do like how George was like, eh, we tried. You know, he immediately just, well, you know, Yeah, yeah, he just it. gives up. You know what I think would have made the most sense? If Jerry just called him and said, hey, could I have one of the tickets and you and I go? Um, yeah. As opposed to, like, pushing for, I don't know if he, I can't remember if he pushed for both tickets or, or what. And that's what it felt like George wanted him to do, but... You know, maybe say, "Hey, here's a compromise. Um, you know, let's go. Let's go together because yeah. I I can now go." And yeah. I think then I think Watley should have agreed to that. But 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 I'm but I agree with you ultimately. Like you gifted it to Watley, he can do what he wants to do yeah. with them, no matter what. Although it did it, it does keep getting more and more convoluted at the, moving forward, which is what I really like about this episode so far. Okay, as George leaves. Newman squeezes himself into the door and he just kind of squeezes even in through as Jerry's pushing it, tightening it. I love his little twist and turn. And then he ends kind of like holding it like an arm shelf kind of thing. It's just like, oh, that's good, Newman. Good stuff. I love that. I mean, we've said it a million times, but I love the fact that they can fight, but yet still talk, but yet like still be in the same room together, but yet still hate each other. It's just, it's absolutely perfect. It is. Uh, we find out that Newman is going to be going to the Super Bowl with Tim Watley because apparently he's befriended him on his on his uh, mail route, which is kind of strange. Uh, but yeah, so obviously that irks Jerry even more. Yeah, of course. Yep. Uh, George's girlfriend's place. Uh, so the girlfriend's name is Bonnie, played by Jessica Tuck. Yeah, uh, she's been in True Blood, General Hospital, some other stuff. Plenty of things. Yeah, I, I looked her up. Uh, a lot of credits, but I, I didn't really recognize yeah. her. Yeah. Yep. Um, George just can't get past her having a male roommate. And again, I'm just like, God, dude, fucking deal with it, buddy. She's not, she's not banging him right now. Yeah. She's, eh, whatever. Yeah. He's just so insecure. He's super insecure. I mean, that is a classic George trait and he's going to have that always. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the guy asks about like, Hey, I'm going to go take a shower. And she's like, just throw my bras out of the way. Somebody in the audience was like, ah, like Woo! really liked that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, but they're like, that's not that big of a deal. I mean, you and I both live with, well, granted we're both married to the women we live with, but like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just, a bra's a bra. You can, I guess at, at, some, at a certain age you realize Women wear them. It's not that big of a deal. And I've but. had a, a female. I've had like female roommates before. Like you know, I wasn't any like there was no relationship there other than we were roommates. And it's not that freaking hard to just cohabitate with a with a female. You know, it's it's really not that hard. Yeah, I have I've had a female roommate, but she was it was me and her and her boyfriend. Um, so maybe that's a little bit different of a situation no, no i had i mean i had one of those first and then i had uh, uh kimmy who was um it's funny because when i first moved to los angeles i stayed with her because she was friends with my buddy alex and she had an extra room and i stayed with her for like uh, a couple months and then th- i basically wor- moved my way all around la and then 12 years later wound up living in the same apartment you know with her and you know because i needed mm-hmm. a place you know and everything is for me and my wife uh were together and it was interesting because i actually like like by that point, North Hollywood was the you know that new North Hollywood, and I was like, yeah. holy shit, you know. But uh, I will say, because uh, she was um, she was uh, a dancer back in the day for um, MC Hammer and Heavy D and whatnot. Oh and, yeah, you've, you've, I've met, yeah, you've mentioned this person before. Yeah, yeah, and and so like you know like the couch that she has in there, she you know we'd be talking. She's like, oh, Heavy used to come over and sit on that couch and everything. He was such a sweet guy, and I'm like. 
heavy? And she's like, oh, heavy D. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, sure. And she was, apparently, he was super nice. Um, he, he passed away, like, what, 10, 15 years ago, I think. Uh, yeah, but, definitely. yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's, it's, man, LA, dude, LA is such a weird place. You just run into, just people have such interesting histories, you know? Did we ever talk if we've ever run into the Seinf- any of the Seinfeld people? I, I haven't, we haven't talked about it, but I have. I don't think I've ever ran into anybody. No, me neither. Yeah, I, good I, conversation. Good talk. Good talk. That was good. <laughs> good that was talk. good radio. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. Um, Elaine and Tim uh, kind of hanging out. They went on a little date, and Elaine, because uh, she wants to figure out about this damn label maker, she basically pushes to go upstairs she's like hey let's go upstairs which of course any logical person knows that going upstairs or asking for coffee does not mean coffee it does not mean let's just go upstairs to hang it means you know it typically means to lead to sex something like that Um, but she's obviously so focused on the label maker she's not thinking about that yeah yeah i mean come on elaine you know what you're doing here yeah yeah she's smarter than that so uh, at Monk's, uh, Elaine comes in and tells Jerry and George um, now that she's going to the Super Bowl because uh, things went well with Tim Watley. And, you know, they kind of talk a little bit about the situation. And the guys realize, oh, it's because you asked to go upstairs. <laughs> and she's just so oblivious. And he's like, yeah, no, 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 no. It's, you, she mentions, you say you want to go upstairs like you're Mae West. Uh, <laughs> so, of course, I had to look up that reference. So, in a 1933 film, uh, while playing a seductive character... Uh, she had the line, why don't you come up and see me sometime? Yeah, uh, very that, famous. Yeah, very famous, like, Hollywood line from that. Uh, it basically has an invitation for sex. Yeah. And that's exactly, you know, what it comes across as. If if anybody said, hey, yeah, if anybody said that to me, it's exactly, I think I'd be getting some. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, yes, of course. And, of course, like, yes. Um, But, like... <laughs> What does he say? Someone says, so wait, ups, uh, an upstairs invita- invitation means a downtown uh, something like that. So I, Elaine, I, Elaine says, um, just because I asked to go upstairs doesn't mean he's going to go downtown. Uh, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good one. I like that. Which but- is a fun, it's a fun little thing to later on uh, when they're in the cab. Uh, uh, they're talking about where they're going to stay. And he's like, we're going to stay downtown, right yeah. downtown. Yeah. And th- that was good. Uh, and before we leave the scene, I did yep. love uh, Jerry saying, I don't trust this guy. I think he regifted then de-gifted. And now he's using an upstairs invite as a springboard to a Super Bowl sex romp. And I was <laughs> like, good job, Jazz. Just like, I love the energy and the fire behind that. Well, right now I'm just like, Tim Motley's doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Tim Motley's <laughs> doing his thing, man. Dude, yeah. fucking haters gonna hate, man. Tim Motley, yeah. be, he's doing it, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Jerry about to get into his ho- home. Uh, Kramer is watching his door because he's worried about Newman, but then they hear something. Newman's in there trying to cheat on the game, and they chase him out. Just kind of funny. And and again, I love the fact that like Jerry's not gonna call the cops on him for yeah. breaking into his house. It's just... It's shenanigans. I yes. love shenanigans. Yes. I, I do think they do a really good job of... Um, this isn't like the first shenanigans with Kramer, but I think this is one of the really good ones that they kind of use as like, not quite a copy and paste, but like it's a good um, setup for like, you know, you get the 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 uh, the, the, uh, the recyclable bottles, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. You, get a, you get like them teaming up or kind of even being like, you know, antagonists to each other at some little point, but still very friends. Um, and, and it's just like there's there's wild hijinks that happens between the two of them. And I think this is they do it pretty perfectly in this episode. I completely agree. 
Yeah. So uh, the next scene is in the cab that I talked about. Yeah. Um, she ends up pushing uh, for the two beds on the trip, which Watley is obviously now a little bit disinterested and upset <laughs> about that. I mean, I understand. I thought I was going to have some, you know, get stay in a one bedroom with with Elaine. I would have yeah. I would have wanted that, too. Yeah. And I mean, also, too, I think we can see why Brian Cranston you know, gets work. He he does a great job also acting in this, you know, doing the facial expressions, like yeah. emoting the feelings and everything. So, I mean, you can see that he's a, he's a caliber above your average, oh, yeah. you know, character actor type of thing. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. All right. At Bonnie's apartment, she kicks out her roommate, uh, the guy, because of George's insecurity, because he basically told her he doesn't like her having a roommate. Um, but now, you know, he's Jerry, George and Jerry are talking about it. George has to be the man. He's screwed. He has to be the only guy. He had someone else, like, you know, being, you know, the comforting person, and he was just getting all the date and having the good stuff on that. Um, so now he's just fucking upset. Um, he's, he's screwed, in his opinion. He absolutely is. And yep. He, he and, did it to himself. Yep. Uh, and he leaves, and he takes the label maker because um, he can use it. Jerry doesn't want it anymore, and so he can, uh, you know, use it for uh, their move basically organize some stuff with the move. So uh, Newman and Kramer uh, continue to play, play risk at the apartment. Um, Newman upset that uh, he was all de-invited as well. So, yeah. <laughs> and I love Jerry's like leaving his apartment and Kramer and Newman are still in there. And I goes, yeah. I love, he goes, thanks for having me over guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, they're just taking over. <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Uh, all right. Jerry sees Watley on the street, and he wants to give Jerry his ticket back. He actually wants to say, hey, let's let's go together um, because he's no longer interested in taking a lane. We know why. Uh, but people are towing Kramer's car. This is back-to-back episodes with, like, kind of very car-centric <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. tickets and shit. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, people are uh, towing Kramer's car, and Jer- Jerry kind of yells up, Cosmo! Yeah. And they're using his first name, which that, is nice. That was cool. I like that. Yeah. They're taking his car. And so he grabs the risk board with him uh, as his car is being towed, and he's running after it, and then Newman is obviously following. It's all very comical. I loved Kramer's reaction. My car! Ah! He's just like, he runs and he's screaming and crying. Then he kind of goes back in and grabs the, the you know, yes. the games. But very gently, you know. But oh, it, the energy, dude, is just awesome in this episode. Yep. 
All right. Uh, George gets to the apartment, and he notices that everything in the apartment is gone. Oh, shit. Everything, including that velvet couch, Mm -hmm. was the roommate's. Mm -hmm. It was Scott's. Oh, no. Now he's all disappointed. Oh, George. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) So, all right. We see Kramer and Newman on the subway now. You can assume they're following... The car to, or going to wherever the um, well, yeah, the tow Newman truck does say, going. "You sure you know where the impound lot is?" Okay, yeah, gotcha. So I didn't even no, didn't notice that, but it I was mean, like really I, quick. That was like the first thing that came assume. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, I kind of figured that out on my own, or just thought, I assumed from context clues. Yeah. But it, it's nice that they just kind of threw that in there. So, but on the subway, Kramer is dominating, and he's about to win. And pretty much Newman still has a couple armies in Ukraine. And <laughs> Kramer is just like, oh, he starts ripping on the Ukraine. It's weak. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter, that kind of shit. And this guy who's standing next to them, this Ukrainian dude, overhears it. And he gets pissed. And he smashes the shit out of the board. You not say Ukraine is weak? Ukraine is game to you? And smashed it. Dude, this is one of my like most memorable Seinfeld moments, dude. At any time I hear the word Ukraine or see Ukraine, I say, you know, say Ukraine is weak. I love that. I mean, this is classic, bro. This is like it, classic is, Seinfeld right here. This is classic Kramer, classic uh, Kramer and Newman situation. You know, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, over at Watley's place. Um, Elaine is there, and she wants to pick up the label maker, but he degifted it. He doesn't have it. Um, you know, he is a regifter. It is, it is established. Uh, but he says it's a bad label maker. The labels fell off, and so it was a piece of shit. Um, and uh, Elaine's now all kind of sad, and she even talks about how she got it because she was thinking of him, and then that makes them have this weird moment where they just start making out. Yeah. But it was funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny, but I was like, this is weird. Yeah, it was, it was weird that it went there. Although I will say, because we have mentioned in previous episodes, it was nice that we had full conclu- uh, conclusion, closure to knowing that Watley did, that was his label maker, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I mean, I think it does make some sense because I'm pretty sure Elaine earlier, like in previous episodes, talked about how she liked Watley and wanted to try and yeah. date him. And so it's like, you know, she got him this gift because she liked it and she liked him and thought he could really use it. And that made him, you know, that that just got the feelings going. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think this was fine. I, I got no problems yeah. with, with the, the embrace at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we got a quick little seen a quick shot of the labels falling off of uh, the truck that, you know, from Bonnie's roommate, Scott's uh, boxes. Uh, doesn't really, I mean, we'll, we'll hear something later, but it's not nothing, anything specific uh, or important. Uh, Jerry gets to the Super Bowl mm. and he's sitting next to Newman. <laughs> so this is not like, Tim Watley. This has got to be his hell, right? I mean, this it's is got to be his hell. <laughs> yep. Because uh, Watley's in love, yeah. uh, he's 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 in him and Elaine are hot and heavy. Yeah, hot and heavy, baby. Wet, wet and wild. Uh, so, yeah. So he uh, gave Newman his ticket, and so he's there with Jerry, which is um, uh, all funny because you just know how they're enemies. Uh, we cut to Bonnie's place, and George brings in this TV so they can watch the uh, Super Bowl, and he just kind of keeps complaining. Can we can we sit on towels or something or do that? It's just like, wow, fuck off, George. Why didn't she just come over to his place to watch the Super Bowl? That would have made sense. Or put the TV in the fucking bedroom. I bet she still has a bed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Yeah, that was a little yeah. It's it, they're really they were really trying to sort of, you know, shove this this whole thing in your face. 
Yep, yep. Uh, so George then thinks about a, he needs a situation to get out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't. He doesn't want to be with her. Why? Because she doesn't have a velvet couch. I don't know. That's it. But she's still like hot and seems particularly nice and is into him. But now he wants out of it because he's fucking George. He's a terrible person. Yeah. Um, and so we're kind of taken back to the last episode uh, where they kind of had this idea. George came up with this idea of the menage a trois uh, <laughs> as a way to, because she would be so offended that she is, uh, by him asking about it, not going to be into it. But in comes Scott, and she's into it. She even says, Scott, remember that thing we talked about? George is into it. And then we get a very kind of silly, funny shot of seemingly Scott moving towards George. You're getting the point of view of Scott going towards George, and George is like kind of screaming, but you don't hear the screams. It's just kind of silent. <laughs> I, I love that. I loved how that ended. Not going to lie, dude. It was, it's silly, but it's fun, you know? I find it particularly interesting that both times they try to use this menage, um, both times the ladies are into it. I know. I know. <laughs> Those are not the odds that got, that worked for me, I can tell you. <laughs> and I don't think they're very realistic odds, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So uh, then we get a little tag of Newman annoying Jerry at the game just yeah. a little bit more. And he kind of mentioned something. Uh, oh, we've got these boxes, all this stuff that I got um, because these boxes had no labels. No labels, Jerry. Free stuff. <laughs> Freebies. Yeah. So, eh, I mean, it's just a funny little – it literally is just a nice little silly tag to end on. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I, I like that. And, of course, no uh, no final stand-up. Um, Adam, I think everyone can guess how I feel about the episode. So why don't you take us off into this one and uh, let us know what your thoughts were. All right. And I have not changed my score. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. We got Watley. We got Newman. Things intertwined really well. Um, it had some really good, what I would call, silly Seinfeld stuff. Not silly Jerry stuff, but silly Seinfeld stuff. The whole risk thing is just silly and ridiculous but it's perfect and dumb enough to work exactly how i want my relationship for newman and kramer wally is a dick but he comes out on top the entire time and honestly i'm okay with that i think he kind of deserves to come out on top this entire time uh george's insecurities get the best of him and i like that that's what it should be he should end most most episodes i want him to end insecurely or i want him to end as the loser and that all happened I thought this was a very strong showing. I didn't feel it was top, top, top tier, but I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. So it is, it is like, you know, second to highest shelf. 4.5 what? I gave it 4.5 re-gifted label makers out of 5. <laughs> very good. Yeah, dude, um, everything you said I pretty much agree with. Uh, the only thing I really want to add to it is... I really liked the dialogue in this episode. It, one thing that like our discussion really doesn't really do it justice is how some of these scenes, how good they were, how fast they were, how the, the energy levels and the back and forth and everything. And honestly, the only difference I have to give is that from your review to, to mine is I'd have to give this five angry Ukrainians out of five. <laughs> I loved it. And I, you know, it's it's one of those episodes where I was like, I didn't know by the name that the label maker was going to be uh, mm. one that I loved, but once the Ukra- once the um, the risk 
thing came in in the second scene, I was like, oh, it's this episode. Here we go. And and like always, I'm happy to see that it didn't, you know, let me down or let you down for that matter. You you know, you yep. had just as no, much fun with it as I did. So this was a strong showing, which is also a strong showing after two previous strong showings. So we are... Right now, we're in a nice little uptick. Yeah. You'll see. Hopefully, it stays this way. Hopefully, we keep riding it. Um, but we're in a good a good spot of Seinfeld right now, man. Like, And this shit right here is like, we said it earlier in the episode, this shit is like classic Seinfeld. Like, there, there's mm-hmm. bits in this episode that are just straight up classics. And it's, uh, yeah, man, it feels good to be in these waters. I wholeheartedly agree. Um yeah, this is a wonderful place to be in Seinfeld. I'm still doubtful that season six is going to topple season five for my um, for my highest rated, but we'll see. I agree with you, and because and that, I remember we first started this season, dude, I was so adamant. But man, we we took a hit, and now my now I'm a little gun shy. Now I'm a little like worried that that you know even though things are good right now, we're only halfway through. There can there is time for some dips, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in this season. So yeah, dude, I'm with you. I- I'm not as sure where this season is going to land now, but it-, it certainly has some, some really solid shit in it though. It does. There's legit potential. Yeah, there um, definitely is. But you know what always lives up to potential every single time? That's podcasting after dark, my man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, me and our friend Zach, uh, we have a blast talking about all kinds of crazy, zany cult movies from the 70s, 80s, 90s. That's our bread and butter. But we do dig into some newer stuff, like we actually just reviewed the uh, 2011 The Thing uh, prequel slash remake, but, you know, prequel. Uh, but, yeah, we have fun. We talked to uh, – we just really start interview with William Sadler. William freaking Sadler. What? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, dude. William Sadler. William Sadler. The guy like, who's in Shawshank Redemption. The guy who's in Shawshank. The guy who's in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We, we talked about both of those. We talked about uh, Die Hard. We talked Die, about... Yeah, the guy who's in Die Hard. Die, we Die talked Hard about too. Demon Sorry. Knight. <laughs> we talked everything. Well, I don't know Demon Knight. <laughs> yeah, that, dude, Demon Knight's a pad movie. But yeah, so that's a, that's a Patreon-exclusive uh, uh, interview on uh, Podcast After Dark's Patreon. So yeah, check that out. And, you know, as always, you gotta check out all the cool shit that's going on on over at the Blast from Our Past podcast and Throwback Trivia Takedown that you and uh, your you and your brother John are doing, dude. Yeah, my brother, our friend. <laughs> yeah, our, our buddy. <laughs> our buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing uh, all things different nostalgia, whatnot. We have uh, movie reviews, TV show reviews in the same episode, album reviews. Um, when this one comes out, we will have... Well, you guys can listen to our top 10 90s one-hit wonders yep. that just dropped right now. Yep. Uh, actually, the day we're recording this, but um, I think it should be the same week that this one comes out. And that was with a uh, um, special guest, Scott Grimes, right? It was with Scott Grimes of The People Don't Forget, a nostalgia cast podcast, uh, which is um, one of the latest ep- or one of the latest shows to join the BFOP network. BFOP! <laughs> So it's yeah, the uh, echo makes it sound more uh, has more gravitas to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm fairly godly in this room. Uh, there's I, I am literally recording in a room that's concrete floors. I have a washer next to me that's unhooked up. Um, there is nothing in my office right now, so it sounds very <laughs> echoey. And I'm sorry if there's a little dip in quality, um, well, but you know 
it, it, it's 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 still me, baby. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, come on, congratulations on on purchasing your first home, my oh, man. Thank you. So I I don't mind at all, and uh, yeah, whenever you get a chance, we'll we'll get things back up to uh, the way the way they were before. But you're a homeowner, man. That's a it's a big big fucking deal, man. And congratulations. I'm yeah. I'm hell I'm hella proud of you and hella happy for you, dude. We just need to try and convince my wife to buy a velvet couch. <laughs> there you go, dude. There, go. there you go. And I'm set. <laughs> and make sure you check out our pals over at Action Action and all the fun stuff we have going on over at the BFOP Network BFOP and we'll catch you next week with a little episode called The Scoff Law. Good for you, Jack! Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.